Hi, and welcome to Telepathic TV. This is television that you watch with your third eye. And I'm R. Neville Johnston. And I'm Mary Phelan, and our program is about raising our consciousness. And tonight we're going to talk about sustaining the higher you. But before yes. we get to that, we will... Let's do the Mayan. ...about the Mayan. The Mayan is... It's to Ak. Ok. Mm -hmm. Ak ok is the tribe of the dog, which is loyalty and love, and the faithful dog and the Mayan um, ushers you across the, the bridge into the afterlife, so it's the, the most faithful servant there. I polarize in order to love is the first sentence of the description of today. So that w polarizing would be something that one did not love, you know, to do. But that's true. In order to become one, you have to become two in order to become one. Yeah. Otherwise, you just so are. That's a very um, good day in particular to get across what we intend on mm -hmm. the show this evening. Well, and also the tone two is about managing, and managing loyalty is a really good one. Something um, I, I would like to maybe get the ball rolling about sustaining this higher view. We all have those days where we feel really high up, ascended, the overview, above it all, and then something happens and it cr comes crashing down. We'll read a book that inspires us and then the first thing that happens at work, the little drama that goes on there, we, we come crashing down. And this really is not so much about beating yourself up and feeling guilty when you go back into the old ways. It's about loving yourself and forgiving yourself and knowing that there's something there for you to learn, get it, look at it again, or just climb back out of it. As time goes by, there's less and less uh, time spent in it and more and more time in between it. And something I thought was a neat thing is either say no to the drama or treat it like entertainment. So that's your choice. If you'd like to be in the drama, some people do genuinely like to be in it, but treat it like a play. Don't treat it as if it's life and death if you're going to be in there, or just keep out of it. Well, I went to a, a movie in um, uh, the late 90s called uh, The Shadow, Alec Baldwin, and he uh, played a part of a man who was, well, truly evil. And he was uh, kidnapped by someone who was truly not evil, a great being, a great teacher, and um, set him up for this conflict. Uh, for the rest of his life, the good part of him battled with the bad part of him. Prior to that kidnapping, the dark simply triumphed in him. And uh, it's a very interesting movie, and I highly recommend it, The Shadow, starring Alec Baldwin. Uh, when I left the theater, I could read people's minds. I really, really could. Uh, I could also get traffic lights to listen to me and do what I told them to do. And I'm going to say that that lasted <laughs> about 45 minutes. Okay. Now, I did a lot of thinking about that because it was true that I could read minds and tell traffic lights what to do. And so the sustain faded. You know, like on a yeah. piano, the sustained faded. So I went to figure out why that faded. So I went back, of course, and watched the movie, and I did get that buzz again, and it lasted about 10 minutes the second time. Although I incorporated all of the teachings within the movie, which was part of what uh, enabled the mind reading, et cetera, et cetera. So this uh, ability to sustain our higher consciousness 
has to do initially with having been exposed to uh, the guru, the teacher, having read the book, having been inspired by something. And not to enter the world of excuses, but to merely state that our programming has always been to erode that away from us. The old dog, new tricks. Um, this can't possibly last. It's making you happy. That means it's transient. And we're taught to uh, gather to our bosom, whatever that means, uh, all of the, uh, the things that don't work in our life. And all of the successes we just throw onto the wind like they're nothing. And all we would have to do would be to reverse that. To Now, uh, for 6,000 books later, reading minds is not terribly so difficult. Um, telling traffic lights what they're doing, telling, in fact, everything what they're doing. A million times we've said on this show, 100% of everything that happens in your life has your signature on it. You choose everything that happens. We never said consciously that you choose all events in your life. You choose all of this. And we are systematically trained to give up our power. By the way, I wanted to launch the Mayan into the universe. There's, uh, ah, the universe. Okay, the well, Mayan is Well, gravity is part of the launched, universe, too. By the way, and Mayan holds an incredibly high level of consciousness. Now, the universe is not going to reject the Mayan calendar. Well, Thank you know you. your thing about the sustain and the dis- dissipation? I, mm-hmm. I was reading somewhere, I was, I was attempting to remember where I had read it. It was some scientific theory that there's a point of an action or an event, and then everything else is a dissipation or a, a decomposing of that event. Mm-hmm. Like it, it gets shattered, it gets broadcast. Like my word, if I say word, it has its moment that the only real part of it happens in this split second, and then everything else is a decomposing or a, defrag- or, or a de- dissipation of that out into the ethers. And so we are trained to think that everything dissipates. And yes, maybe everything does, but we just relaunch it and after a while, that, that becomes well, certainly for called the, habit. It's a, a circuit or a cycle that just keeps going called habit. We are, uh, we, any of us could admit that we are far more spiritually advanced than we were 10 years ago. That spiritual advance does not evaporate. It's this stair-step plateau, stair-step, as we've explained. You get the information, you digest it, you're a little bit higher. So we are moving forward. We are progressing. We are as a uh, group, a race, a family. Family would be the better word. The family of man is becoming more evolved. Some of us dragging the feet a little, but still, as a group, we're getting more evolved. So there is this constant. Now, within that, there are these incredible peaks where it is just, um, pardon the irony in this statement, blindingly clear it's just apparent, you know, uh, I don't remember where we were, but I was saying, oh, that guy's, I can see where that guy is going. The car turned in front of us, and I said, oh, I know what's happening. And, you know, so there, there are peaks of this. And to maintain it, well, to maintain it, then go back in your timeline 10 years and see how you are at this moment maintaining this higher frequency period. It well, doesn't that, dip. Well, that's what I had... Um suggested just now that it's a matter of thinking a thought and it gets communicated, it goes out there, and even if it dissipates, then the next thought 
sustains it, and the next decision sustains it. And then after a while, it becomes like one of your waveform generators. It just keeps emitting this. Mm -hmm. And it is true that we get into habit. Habits like the automatic pilot that we have in our reality. And if we didn't have that, we'd be reinventing things all the time. We'd learn, have to learn how to drive every time we got in the car. So we have a, an emitter, a habitual emitter called our subconscious mind that will take these things and keep pushing them. It, it's like a constant signal, like a beacon that comes out. But the thing is, is a lot of our programming in our subconscious mind is emitting those doubt programs and those ideas of death and endings and forgetfulness and aging and all these various things. And we're not always conscious of that. That's why it's so important to do your inner work. And doing your inner work, going in and figuring out what your programming is and rewriting that is, to me, how one gets to the place of sustain. Otherwise, it's a lot of work. You've got to hire all these fans and gizmos and everything to keep you going, and you've got to constantly be inspired in order to stay there. But if you take away the things that drag you down, you'll always be there. It's like throwing sandbags out of the hot air balloon. Which land on people, and they get upset. And well, that's well, their wake-up call, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, where did that sandbag come from? Uh, at any rate, uh, so to, and as always on our show, the point of our show is to give you nuts and bolts by which you can construct a far greater consciousness. We always do this. So I uh, would like to point out uh, my meditations lately have been on the subject of uh, all the hearts on earth. I found a tone that the hearts on earth generate beating. They're not in synchronicity. Actually, some are faster, some are slower. But the overall group of hearts makes a frequency, which is an interesting place to bathe, so to speak, or to understand. And so, um, and I knew this intellectually a very long time ago. Any human being is, uh, you think the phone company has a lot of hookups. You think now with cell phones, almost all human beings, certainly in this area, have um, cell phones. Nothing compared to what a human heart can do by virtue of its ability to connect to, let us limit that to other human hearts. In other words, any one human heart is capable of connecting to every other, absolutely every other human heart. It is a given. It is who we are, but it is not what we do. Okay, so there's one to play with. All right, go ahead, connect your heart. Go on, do it. Connect it to every other human. Oops, his head blew up. The head is um, designed, by the way, to resist the heart. Have we noticed this? So the head and heart have the head and heart thing going on. So just tell the head to take a walk for a while and begin to connect your heart. And there's See, one I now. I don't believe that they're designed that way. I, I think it's just well, we, no. we have experiences that Trained tell us that we're way. not allowed to feel things. But we'll take the call and then I'll come in. Sure. Hi, yeah. <laughs> caller. What's your name, please? Hey, this is Tom. Pardon? Hey. This is Tom. Hey, Tom. Tom, how you doing? all right. How are we doing? I'm doing okay. I just want to tell you about the dream I had. Okay. Great. Okay. Okay, here's a dream. I was uh, celebrating something, I can't remember what, with a friend. And instead of, you know, like those little chocolate, um, like those little, those little chocolates that have the, um, the liquor in them? Yes. They're like, they look like little wine bottles? Yes. Okay. Instead of it being chocolate on the inside, it was fish. 
and you could pick a mix of fish, and one was like regular salmon or something, and the other one was like this really gross fish. Huh. Like jellyfish or some other bizarre thing you wouldn't want to eat. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. And you were celebrating something? And those yeah, were... I, can't re I can't remember what. It was like, it, it basically, it's like something happened, and then it was like, oh, it's time to celebrate. And then, like, there was fish. Well, you know, one thing that, that I was getting out of the, this, just as a, a real material level thing, we, we, and it's good that you brought this up, because we have dreams that tell us about our physical health and our um, out of balance and balance. And it seems to me that this dream is telling you that you may wish to take some fish oils and stay away from the bad oils that you really don't want to eat. And because well, celebrations true. are about birthdays and, and milestones, so it's saying that this will save you a lot of trouble down the road, perhaps, to, to That's start. That's true. Or you know, what, you know what it could be? It's just overdoing it for Halloween, right? Um, oh, yeah, the amount of material. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. That's a good the point. Yeah. The amount of sugar we consume. Yeah, but is, it's is a health ridiculous. dream, maybe yeah. saying mm -hmm. instead of the sugar, get more into nu nutritive stuff. Yeah. And, uh, and that not all oil is going to be the same. And the jellyfish, as we probably know, uh, are capable of stinging. Mm -hmm. And then if you can uh, uh, urinate on the sting, it'll clean it up. And the it urine represents the mineral content in the body. So not only the idea of the fish oil from the salmon, but also the idea of uh, reinstating the mineral properties in the body. Well, I hope you're not telling me to eat that. No. No, you said you didn't want no. to eat it to begin with. Yes. No, even though I, it was I'll, jelly. I'll pull in your leg. Um, well, that's good. jelly. That's good. So, jelly um, also. Thanks. I'm going to hang up now. Okay. Well, thanks, Tom. But also, jelly is a more viscous thing, so it's mm -hmm. saying to keep the blood flowing smoothly. Mm -hmm. Now, there are a lot of other things in that dream too, and maybe we can uh, talk to Tom about it when we see him next. Um, yeah, he'll probably but, be seeing us at the good. restaurant tonight. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, you know, dreams are also a very powerful way for one to um, keep themselves sustained at a higher level. And what we mean by a higher level is vibrating higher. Haven't you had those m days where you wake up really energized and the person that's rude to you at the grocery store, it's just like, ah, oh, yeah, have a nice day. And you forget about it before you even walk out of the store. And then you have those days where things compound and you go in the store and someone does that and then you get mad and then you yell at the guy that helps you put the groceries in your car or you pass it along and, and you're just not as easily able to ascend above it. Well, that's what we're talking about. That's what we're talking about, getting well, yourself to a, a higher vibration. Well, it's a very tricky thing with us humans. Sometimes, like, let's say the guy cuts in front of the line in the grocery store. That person is asking to have borders. See, anger and borders are synonyms. So if you say, look, you're cutting in line and that's not acceptable, go to the back of the line where you, okay. Now you can beat yourself up over having done that. Or you can say, well, I was of great service. So it's a tricky one because sometimes we human beings um, radiate in such a way that the, the self-correction comes from someone else. So it's not as cut one way or the other. I'm, no well, that's to be true. Contrary. You really have to listen to your heart and say, well, is exactly. that on your path? Yeah. But I've created a third option, which I have okay. did these many years back, um, and I have 
a bunch if anybody's ever at the house. They're called get out of conflict free cards. And as a matter of fact, the example I used on the back of the cards was somebody cuts in front of you at the grocery store. Mm -hmm. If you just let them get away with it, you feel like, oh, I didn't stand up for myself. If you right. say something, then you feel like, oh, that doesn't feel good. I mean, you're just there to buy milk. But right. You don't want to get into one of these gut-wrenching things with somebody. So the third option, modeled after the get-out-of-jail-free card, was my get out, is my get-out-of-conflict-free. And it says, yeah. think peace, rise above it. Um, uh, think love or whatever and it's got that written on the card and this explanation on the back and it says get out of conflict free so it's your third option you're not mm -hmm. acquiescing and you're not fighting and you're just giving them that it's like one of those free cards just like in get out of jail free so Can we make them up for people that park at angles that prevent other cards yes. There we go. Yeah. But, what would this say? but I've given these to people and people have taken yeah, them to yeah, work. Yeah, they're a very good thing. One lady had a, a constant fight with her boss or a coworker. It's just good. like went on for years and while her coworker was at lunch, she put one on her desk and she came back from lunch and read it and just waved her hand and they just decided to let everything go. That's good. Now before we get uh, back into, because there's more in that one also, but I just wanted to ask our audience if anyone happens to know, do insects actually have a heart? I would like an answer uh, in particular. I know that they do in spirit realm, but I don't know if they do physically. And that's my question. Do insects have a physical heart? I would like to know. At any rate, so the idea of being capable of connecting to all human beings. Now, that connection can be... Uh, through the idea of establishing boundaries around yourself. That is a method by which we do connect. And to uh, spend far less time beating ourselves up uh, than we do in a normal script here mm -hmm. uh, in our life. So in the new book, I'm talking about building a new muscle for the brain, which I'm calling the dismissificator. A tricep. <laughs> a, um, a lobe-sept. A ducep. <laughs> Uh, new muscle for the brain called the dismissificator, which is earthworms have several hearts, hearts, but they aren't insects, are they? No, okay. But that's good. I didn't know earthworms had that many hearts. You know, it's nice to think of earthworms as that hardy. Okay, because, you know, they, they're always fooling fish for the benefit of people that call themselves fishermen. Um, so there was a point in there somewhere which was, oh, um, sometimes, you know, it is the thing to do to stand up to someone and say, do not do that. Just do not do that. But then we beat ourselves up, even though it was on the path, even though it was a battle we chose, even though That's it true. would assist that person, and even though they really could use the assisting because if they're an adult and they're still being a bully that way, you may have literally saved their life. So, but not to beat yourself up for it. So what you do is you take a look at the situation and you decide if you are beating yourself up with guilt or this was something that was in your evolutionary path. This was something for you to do or am I beating myself up with guilt? Okay, if it pops up a second time, you go through the same um, rigorous diligence about figuring out whether it was on your evolutionary path or whether this person, you know, whether it was not a time to do that, whether it was uh, simply guilt that you're 
beating well, yourself up with. In these few seconds, I use you this trusty iPhone. This is my trusty, trusty magical gadget here. Mm -hmm. It says that they don't have a heart per se, but they're little tubes called, um, oh, it just I hit the wrong button there. Yeah. But these little tubes that just compress and push air um, and CO2 around the body. So a version so of the heart. Well, it's very similar to our lymph system because our lymph system is just like our circulatory system, but mm -hmm. it doesn't have a heart that pushes everything through. It's our it's movement. It's the movement. Yeah, yeah. let me, um, just the movement of the skin uh -huh. that causes those things to compress in these little flaps, just like in our veins, close and open little valves mm -hmm. like that. So it pushes everything into these compartments and then it opens and pushes everything to the next compartment. That's why sedentary people have lymph issues and that there's a lot oh. of things you can do. I teach a whole bunch of this in the Master Healing Series. Um, a lot of different things you can do to get that moving. Anyway, so the insects, well, you have your answer. But I'm sure yeah, they I'd have like to, yeah. an emotional heart. Yes, well, see, when I was in meditation, my first premise was to connect to all hearts on Earth and insects appeared in the connection to all hearts on earth, which left me with the question, do they actually have hearts? And the answer is yes, uh, unless they go limp. <laughs> if you sit, sit too much, your lymph system goes limp. Oh. I'm back now, okay. So, which explains to me why insects were responding to this idea of connecting to all hearts on earth. And then I chose to, uh, specifically connect to human hearts because I have one and maybe I know how they work and they're recognizable, so, which is a very different sensation. Well, maybe because people dislike insects so much, they feel so unloved that they have to act out and reproduce massively and then f fly and irritate people. So maybe if we loved them more and included them in the heart of oh, all always, living creatures, yeah. maybe there wouldn't be the conflicts that, that there are. Well, the same thing with the guy that shot me, loving the person and we're no longer in that adverse position that you way. You know what? Um, it's interesting. Uh, Thoracic resonance. resonance. How they beat their wings. Oh. Okay. Well, you know this idea of forgiving the guy who shot you? Uh, many yeah. years ago, I was robbed at gunpoint when I was a manager at a restaurant and I was making the deposit. And he held the gun at my head for quite a period of time. And it's interesting when I heard you say that about forgiving, uh, because that was a fairly traumatic thing. But yeah. life just went on, and I just kind of set that down internally. And I, I wouldn't even say it ever even went through this thing where I was angry or not angry or loving or not loving toward this person. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes we get so wrapped up in just the event itself that there, that there's kind of like a silent zone of blame, whereas something fairly mild, we'll just look for anybody to blame, and we'll just carry blame around on our shoulders forever. Using a blame thrower freely, yeah. So uh, nothing to forgive because it was my idea, mm -hmm. you know, that concept, or we the human. You know, there's nothing to forgive anyone for. Everything that ever happened to you is without a doubt your idea. It's a well, matter of how long it takes to get that to be the practicing Sorry. reality. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. And it's perhaps it's the, I didn't want to lose that thought, perhaps the things that we do blame on other people are the things that we are afraid to really look at within ourselves oh, about yeah. what that could be saying to us. 
So that could be a good thing for the viewers and listeners out there. Look where you blame other people for things, whether it's your uncle or your boss or your coworkers, and say, what is that issue that is so hard for me to look inside and say, um, you know, how is this applying really about me and my growth? And that will be very helpful. And when They're we are maintaining very well our higher frequency and anything can happen and within a nanosecond, we recognize it as a blessing even if we don't include how. You know, mm -hmm. boom, oh, blessing. Well, why would you say that? Mm -hmm. uh, that'll reforestate. It used to be a building and now it'll be trees again. It's just a cycle. I, I can be, in fact, enthusiastic about whatever that was because it's just a cycle it's going through. Mm -hmm. And then when we become fatigued is when we, see this is uh, who we are in a way. We push ourselves so much. In, um, I believe it was Spain that originally thought up the idea of, uh, because some comedian did this. Uh, everybody had lunch, yeah? How many people want a nap? Yeah, yeah, okay. How, how about an hour? We all go sleep, two hours, two hours. We all go sleep for, yes, that's it. Jose, you've got it. All right. Okay, everybody out of here. Two hours. We'll be back. Think, and, and yes, well, that makes perfect sense. Everybody, you know, but, but we do these endurance things. We do them all the time, and we, we wear ourselves out. Mm -hmm. We go past uh, a normal cycle, and the body goes ding, 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 ding. You know, <laughs> oh, I don't think I ought to be doing this anymore. You know, but we don't, you know, we don't, we don't just, Oh, okay, then I won't do that for a while. We'll, well we're go the and only play species that denies ourselves sleep. We're also yeah. the only species that doesn't allow ourselves even to rest. Yeah. And not just rest physically, but to rest mentally. I tell you, when you had, I, I was driving today for a, a large number of hours yeah. and um, did not, was not listening to the radio or anything. Mm -hmm. And I just had this meditation driving with no mm -hmm. sound and I realize that the brain the average human brain gets no time off at all in the Western meditation series that I teach one mm -hmm. of the things I talk about is years ago I mean even our parents generation or their parents uh, the most thinking anybody did during the day was maybe hitching the horse to the plow and you know, deciding or what they wanted to plan or whatever. And yeah. that was it. And then the rest is just activity. It's just movement and doing and being within the moment. But we really do not allow ourselves to be, I mean, it's like being in a prison, solitary confinement outside of our head rather than inside. We're not even allowed to rest when we get home because we have stacks of junk mail and that if you just throw it all out, you might miss a bill and then that will cause problems and, and they want you to read all these changes to the terms that are like 500 pages in these microscopic print and then if they can say anything in there and then if, if, if it's an interference somehow with you, it's your fault because you didn't read this. Yeah. We have to liberate our minds. Yeah. They have to have some quiet time. Well, as soon as we show up at home, the cats want to be, you know, fed and groomed and petted because they spend all day Our cats are like waiting. dogs. Yeah. They follow you around barking all day. <laughs> yeah, through that entire thing. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we really ought to. And uh, uh, with Peter Sellers, when he played the special man that had somehow been elected president, and he just obeyed his own cycles. He would go, well, lunchtime. You know, and, and that was it. The well, president said it's lunchtime, so we're going to have lunch. It's 
So we're all president of our own life. This is what we're saying. Forrest Gump. That's why I say this. Yeah. The path of our spirituality is very much like Forrest Gump. Yeah. And if we talk about rising above something, if you look at a piece of a puzzle, you get some information. You rise up higher and see a few. You start getting a bigger picture. But if you rise up higher to see the whole puzzle, you get the whole picture. And there's always something higher. There's always a higher place to go to see more. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And to put ourselves in the position. So then again, it's interesting to be a human, even with the up and down in the waveform that we have, because you go, oh, boy, I got pretty low on that. <laughs> you know, the frequency got pretty low there when I was, oh, I'm back up. To, oh, let's go back down there. That was, oh, no, I don't know. You know, and, and that seems to be what it looks like. But as we're saying, compared it to 10 years mm -hmm. ago, and that is going on, but it's going on like that. Ten years ago, it was ring, ring. Mm -hmm. And the cycles are much quicker now. You know, in other words, you, you self-forgive, you self-actualize, you, you know, you forgive yourself much more quickly than we did years ago. That's it. You mm -hmm. just, if you sink down in, you just climb out as quickly as you catch yourself, forgive yourself, there's nothing wrong with it. Or if you choose to go down in there, I mean, eventually you'll get to the point where you choose to go and experience wonderful things, the joy of picking up a little baby or whatever. I mm -hmm. mean, these are choices you go in and do, mm -hmm. and it's no different for those, ex from the, uh, for those experiences that we think of as a negative experience. We're still choosing to go down in there. Yeah. Either go down in there with conscious choice or make a different conscious choice. But don't be powerless. It was my intent to lower my frequency there. Well, another thing I, I brought up earlier, being, being at work yeah. and the people at work um, bringing us down. And I think everybody out there can, can say that they've had that experience at work where you walk in and, and you, know, you can go in there with the best intentions. And you get in there and like, oh, everybody's gossiping and, and it pulls you down. And something I used to talk about many years ago on the show, and I thought I'd bring it up again, is Eleanor Roosevelt's quote, great minds discuss ideas, average minds discuss events, and small minds discuss people. And one way you can always pull yourself up to a higher frequency when something is on the level of people or gossip, like, oh, isn't, like one time a boss said, can you believe she's wearing that dress? That's a cocktail dress, and she's wearing it to work. And I didn't know the difference between dresses, but I thought, well, I can't say, why don't you just quit being so judgmental to my boss, because that's not going to bode well for myself. And I didn't want to agree with that, because I didn't think that was any of our business to talk about that woman's dress. So what I did do is I brought it up to the level of ideas and said, yeah, isn't that interesting that we can wear any type of clothes now? If you look throughout history, it's been very strict. And now we can wear anything from blue jeans to evening gowns, and everything is fine. And she goes, yeah, you're right. And the conversation got turned into another conversation yeah, yeah. based on discussing ideas. So that's Diplomacy. a powerful tool. If you carry that with you, it's like having a magic wand. So I'd like you to really uh, consider doing that. Diplomacy, to be sure. It's not diplomacy yes. so much as elevation. Well, to, yeah, but uh, that's a form of diplomacy, mm -hmm. is what I was saying. Yeah. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Nora. Once more? Hello. Hi. What's your name? Nora. Okay. N we cannot pick Nora. Nora? Nora. Hi. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Hi. What can we do for you? 
I'm trying to find a way through the situation I'm going through. It's been going on for years now. Uh-huh. It, it seems to be... Uh, um, it seems to be like I'm fighting the city. Um, a wrong was done to me, and it seems like I can find no way out of it. Um, okay. As it is right now, it's already come to pass that I've lost everything. Everything uh, material, anyway. But I'm just wondering... What is what is the purpose, or where am I going from here, or what should I what should I be doing? Okay, well, in having lost everything, you do understand that that's a, a form of freedom. Does that yes. make sense? Okay, all right. Now we teach on the show all the time that, and I'm not faulting in any way. Everything that happens in our life turns out to be on our side. Everything that happens in our life turns out to be our idea. Our signature is on everything that happened, and that's what free will means. So, uh, Nura, I'm having the feeling that you did this to free yourself up for you to go into a much higher existence. In other words, um, any of us with a, a car, a mortgage, um, all of these trappings of the modern society are pretty much uh, stapled down into a particular area. Uh, you could now say, all right, then I'm, I'm free. I'll just travel the world. Um, all right, I'm free. I can um, uh, choose. I, I can now redesign my life. Um, we, at, to various degrees, we human beings get flatlined every once in a while. I was all the way to having been shot to death and realized that the person that shot me, it was a good thing that this person loved me, that he was doing it because I asked him to do it. So if you can see the way you're trapped at this moment is in the um, uh, assigning blame, assigning well, yeah. fault to things. Well, it's like so. when you live in fear, the outside creates the inside. When you live yeah. in love, the inside creates the outside. And I, I also agree that you, you created this to liberate yourself from things. People don't realize how enslaved we are to our possessions. Yes, they're lovely, they're wonderful, but we really do get enslaved to them. And, yeah, I mean, sometimes that can be illustrated in your dreams where there are boxes and boxes everywhere and we get lost trying, trying in an effort to protect them or to grow them or to store them in these various things. And the, the cutoff is, or the disconnect, is when we think that this is wrong, like having, like being in the position that you're in is wrong somehow. And then oh, we think, okay, I'm supposed to be over <clears throat> here, and I'm here completely at a loss with everything. And then what happens is we enter into a judgment of ourselves. We sit over here in this world where we think we should, quote, unquote, be having this home, this car, whatever that would be for the individual. And then we look at ourselves over there that, without it and say, look, you really messed up. Either you messed up or there are forces in the world are completely against you and you'll never be able to climb out of it. And so once we realize that separation is not there and that this is still within our power, even this, mm -hmm. then we relax and say, okay, what's in here for me? And then as soon as you see it, then you can walk free from that. So it's sort of like the, you've said about depression in the past, demolishing but forgetting to rebuild the next life. Yeah, yeah. So I think this is the time to make a conscious decision about what you're going to rebuild in the next life. And then, once you've made the decision, allow the universe to do it for you. 
A lot of the time we think we're the ones yeah, that are supposed to do it, and it doesn't, I don't see how I'm going to do it. Well, it's not for us. We cast our burdens yeah. and our creations into the arms of the universe, and it creates them for us. And guaranteed this will turn out to be a blessing. As a number of years go by, you'll look back on that as, God, what a blessing if that hadn't happened. Um, now, the use of the word loss, which is one of these programs that we talk about on this program, um, loss always means gain. That's what loss means. It yeah. means gain. So I want to just very quickly do the trinity of just ice. Okay. Uh, we came here to evolve, correct? Yes? Yeah. Okay, we yeah. came here to evolve. We evolve by having experiences. Well, yes, we do. Therefore, there is no such thing as a bad experience because it assists us to evolve. And equally, therefore, there is no such thing as a good experience because it helps us evolve. There is just experience, but it's misspelled and misconstrued in our language and our society. It's not justice, it's just is. Okay. So once everything just is, it just is, you are particularly free. You are far more free than the average human being by far. Even though I said by far twice, I meant to say by far, and it's because I like to say by far. But you are free, totally free. And as Mary is saying, okay, so you decide um, um, California following, I'm going to help the world. I just make the decision and, oh, here I am in California. Oh, these people are listening, even though I'm standing on a soapbox in some yeah. park in San well, Francisco, but I'm still doing also, the deed. Also, when we blame something outside of us, externally, it makes us, well, when we see, okay, these circumstances or these things are insurmountable, it makes us feel quite abandoned and separate from a source. And yeah. it's very lonely and sad there. So the most critical thing is to see the universe never abandoned you. It's still all around you and still loves you unconditionally. And now it's just leading you to the right things, running into the right people and places and circumstances that are going to let you know how loved you are and how valuable you are. And the more you love you and the more you start creating that vibration internally, the things just magnetically come to you. Because it's our job to say what and the universe's job to say how. But we can't say what until we know we deserve to say what. And so not yeah. to look at what's happened in your life and separate you from love by those series of events. But thank you so much. It was lovely thank to have you. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. So yes, sir. Enjoy, man. Enjoyment? <laughs> okay. Enjoyment. Yeah, enjoyment, yeah. yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, that was and a very good call. Thank you absolutely. for calling. That's, that's, we've done a lot of... With your assistance here, we've done a lot for a lot of people. I agree. You can feel there's a difference in the frequency uh, in the world. Yeah. So thanks. We appreciate it. Yeah, you know, it, it can be very freeing, too, to, to be mobile. Yeah, and I believe that's what the whole deal is. If this person sees this from up here, oh, we had to get rid of all that stuff. And that was the easy way to do it, actually. Yeah. And now that we are not... And often those things carry connections to people mm -hmm. and old events and old circumstances that no longer serve us and that we would never have willingly just 
separated ourselves from it. So our angels come disguised as demons to burn our hold away. We're talking about the higher view. I really feel that our perception point moves through these, these density planes and that mm -hmm. when we are down in this density, everything looks evil and they're demons. And if we move up to this density, that same event, we can see the angels. And when we're not ready to let go of something, our angels can come disguised as demonic co-workers to kick our butt out of there. And it really does work that way. So if it's looking like you're seeing the quote-unquote demons in your life or the negativity in your life, just move your perception point to a higher place and you'll see everything in its higher form, which is the higher view. I had a perception view. point once, but I traded it in on a PowerPoint. <laughs> and then I realized all power is love, so I now have a love point. Oh. Yes. That's Which funny. points. That's funny. Yeah, yes, it is. And Instead uh, of a laser pointer, a lover pointer. Yeah, there we go. Now that would work well. Yeah. I had um, an injury in a karate class once, and the sensei told me that it was uh, an injury. Okay, we can hear the laughter. See, he, he made up a whole karate class just to get that joke, because we were joking about that earlier. <laughs> when ninjas get injured, they're ninjuries. So you, you devised a good joke to, yeah. to be able to say that. I thought so, too. Yeah. All right. So sustaining your higher consciousness um, to maintain it, to keep it up there, uh, and that's a, a, the self-empowerment protocols, all of that is about this idea of being, a, we're going to naturally rise up and it, when we naturally then exhale and go back down, this is a very natural thing. And we've taken great lengths to point out that that's much, much higher than it ever was before. <clears throat> but to may, make the dips less and the dipless? <laughs> the dipless, yes. They are the people that have no and the dips. Lipless. Yes, <laughs> and they play games together. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's the point of this particular broadcast: is to get it uh, the transition easier and smoother. Mm -hmm. And once you've had the modeling of the higher frequency, because I'm telling you, a decade went by before I could again read, uh, understand people telepathically as well as I did after that movie. It took me a full decade to get it to the point, and I still have dips, you know, where it is not well, as Well, we clear. do, and I think that you're bringing up a valuable point, as we do. We are cyclic, movable, rhythmic consciousnesses, and cert certain things we're going to seemingly have a low point, but that's not really a low point. It's just a high point for something else, and maybe that's for your own quiet in your head rather than being telepathic. So don't look at things as, oh, low, bad. Say, what is yeah, here for yeah, me? What right. replaced that? Place my attention on the things coming toward me. Generally but enforcing are borders. We Something's happened to our duck dangler. I know. He <laughs> when you read the credit roll and the duck dangler is named. Susan, then you'll know something's really up. No, Susan's changed dramatically. <laughs> I would have bought it up until the mustache. Yes. All right, okay. here's I our think new dangler. Okay. All right. Hey, Susan. All right, Su Susan. <laughs> Where's Look your out. dress, Susan? <laughs> He's going to beat you with a duck. 
It's a rhythmic duck, peace. I might oh, add. You know what? This is encouraging me. Peace out. Because we had talked about justice before and my um, experience with the guy telling me justice equals peace. Just go mm-hmm. right to the peace. Thank you. And what did you get? Uh, I got faith, which is a very interesting measurement. Mm. Uh, and the distance between the event and the recognizing the event as having been on your side or the event in recognizing it as a blessing, that distance is measured in many, many different ways. And a dramatically efficient method is faith. In other words, no matter what happened, if you recognize it as a blessing arbitrarily without knowing why it's a blessing, then you beat the clock, so to speak. And yeah. I don't know why people beat clocks. They never did anything but tick. Well, ticking can be irritating to some people. I see how that works that yeah. way. But uh, faith is also an angel I've worked with for many, many years. Faith is the ability to um, answer well, the phone uh, when someone calls. Okay, I'll tell mine in a minute. Okay. Just, okay. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hello? Hi, what can we do for you? Oh, I'm Joe. Hey, how you hey, doing? Joe. Joe, all right. Um, well, I was calling about um, my son. Um, there, there's new employer-provided insurance, and um, his therapy he's, um, is not being provided under that insurance. Mm-hmm. But the employer um, can tell the insurance company to cover it, and I'm wondering what your take is on that or you know, where we stand from here in terms of that, or is it something I need to pay for myself, and, or if he really needs that particular therapy at this point. Well, I'll pull a few cards, and let's just see what they sure. say, just generally, to see the direction of that. And then, if Neville, if you had any thoughts, feel free. Okay. The first card, <coughs> excuse me, is clinging to the past. And one of the first things that I got when I saw that card, and I know you probably can't see it, but there's a lot of lips in here, meaning that these are old past conversations. And I feel like completely throwing out all the information I have that's gotten convoluted <coughs> and maybe, it's, I don't know, just tangled up is a good word, and start over fresh with a fresh piece of paper. And then the sharing, I, I feel, is talking about receiving as well. Um, so perhaps asking your employer for this, getting help from somebody but I really feel more like it's talking about um, what kind of therapy, like getting more information about the therapy itself. And if you'd like to send me an email I, about some yeah, exactly. specifics, yeah. um, okay, sure. I, I'd be happy to, I feel like there's something I might be able to tell you about that that may be better just in an email. So feel free to email me. Okay. And, and maybe that's just this. You've, and the miser. You've done a lot of really remarkable work with, Children I've seen over the years. Yeah, this with EFT and various things, thing even physical conditions. Joe, but by the way, that is a brilliant thing to do to email. And, uh, yeah, I mean, who knows? Who knows? Maybe, maybe there's something that um, I'll pick up from that, and and why not? Why not do it now? And how well, are you reading him? Um, and from his wellness and, and things like that. Um, that's different than the reading you were in the middle of. I yeah. know. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. okay. I don't know the rules. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I'm just kind of telling you, because um, originally you had asked about asking your boss for the um, to have it covered or even if yeah. you need the therapy. And essentially so far what we're getting is get more information. Just take everything that you know about what's going on with your son and just set it aside for a moment. 
because sometimes it can get tangled in on, a, on itself and get more information first. And then if that more information says to go forward with it, then ask for assistance there. Now the last card, the miser card, this is about holding things close to you and, and this lady feels unsafe to take it off her treasures, like she doesn't want to set them down. And I, I don't know, uh, for some reason, I, because a lot of the things here are, are metal, like heavy metals, I don't know if that might be something that might be contributing to the circumstance with your son. Um, yeah, well it did, I guess, in the past. What was that? The metal, yeah. Okay. Okay, then then that would be something to really look into and and see. So I feel like there's a lot more for you to discover. And once you do, then the course of action will be very straightforward. And um, and then you know I I think going for seeing if they'll pay for it is a good idea. And then take it from there. But do email me telepathictv at yahoo.com. Okay, sure. Okay, thank All you. Right. Thank, thank you for calling. Thanks for your call. Right. Thank you. Okay. And we have another caller. No. No? Okay. Okay. So we're going to be um, doing a uh, past life event Friday night, uh, if people are interested, and uh, to email that you're coming, well, otherwise we won't be doing okay, the Okay, and also on Saturday I'm doing EFT for anxiety and stress, and then in the evening is our vegetarian potluck fire ceremony. Yes. And then on Sunday you're doing palmistry. So okay. we would have to see if we've got enough folks to get to all this all going, these so things, please yeah. email us. So if okay. you're doing we this, call. do call, do email as well. Hi, caller. What's uh, your name, please? Uh, my name is Neo. Hey, Neo. I called I call, Could you turn that down instead of the light? Um, yes, I called last week, and you uh -huh. guys gave a... Um, the, the, I just saw the coinciding event because it said clinging to the past. And what I wanted to talk about and comment was the last call prior to this one about the woman who felt as if some great wrong had been done to her. Uh -huh. And I wanted to share my story because that's actually what I was clinging to the past about. Mm -hmm. About oh. nine years ago, I lost, actually right between 2000 and 2001, I lost everything and everybody that I thought meant the world to me from my car to my wardrobe, my best friend, my girl, and every social standing, everything. Mm -hmm. And at the time, it seemed like the most, devastating thing that could ever happen to me and what it actually taught me was the theory that I learned from that was it's this thing called the hollow and I feel like a lot of us chase physical things or we chase status in life and as soon as we get it it's the most hollow feeling yeah. in the world afterwards yeah. yeah and we keep chasing bigger and bigger things thinking it's gonna give us this feeling but we only feel more and more hollow and what I noticed was that's because I thought that the power within me came from those things. And really what it was was me all along. Yeah. And, I, yeah. and after I lost everything and when I looked and sat back over the last week and meditated, I realized that was the absolute greatest sensation and the greatest thing that's ever that happened about. to my life. Yeah. Oh, Neil, thank that's you. It. You yeah, know what? No, you put what that so beautifully and so succinctly and so brilliantly. I agree with you 100%. That happened in my life one time. I lost everything out on the street. It was me, a pair yeah. of flip-flops, jeans, and two small children. And yeah. I tell you, you know yeah. what? When you get to that place, you're also never afraid of getting to that place again yeah. because you know you can handle it. Look, at if, if you never 
are there, there's this constant fear of losing it. Mm -hmm. And um, there was something else. Oh, that emptiness, that hollowness, is because we're chasing something that doesn't exist. It's because it's in the future. It's over there. And what you did is you found yourself, which is right in this moment. So thank you for that. Yeah, it's a brilliant like, call. Yeah, I'd like to thank you so much and tell her that, it, man, when, once you get past it, it will be the greatest moment. And if you can, I'd like a reading, guys. I love okay, you. Okay, thank you. It's, um, thank this you. This losing everything is like Mother Nature's insurance it's policy. Finding, yeah. yeah, yeah. You're I never agree. again in danger yes. again, ever. Honestly, it's yeah. true. Mm -hmm. It's really true, and he, he's saying the right thing. And look at this, this integration between the male and the female, the yin and yang in, in, inside of us, that's really the goal because you can never be outside of yourself if you become one within yourself. And that's really what you're talking about is that you came to that place where you became whole within, and then that way you can participate in your life and help others and also receive from others because nothing can tear that apart anymore because um, your angels came disguised as demons and ripped that away so that you could find what was real. And, and the letting go is about creation through trust. That drop of water lets go and merges with the water and the stream carries it to the sea, to the river, to the sea. So this is a, a time of letting go and pulling together and I feel like there's a lot of community service and you. you really are a great teacher. I mean, you just showed us that in your words and I yeah. think you ought to consider taking this word out there and just telling more people about it because you're really good at speaking. So thank you. Great. And do we yeah. have another call? Okay. Nope. Okay. So we are going to be at Ruby Tuesday's restaurant mm -hmm. in the uh, 20 Fairfax minutes. Fairfax Circle. Fairfax Circle if oh, you'd like to join us. Something else. Um, I'm uh, gathering a list of people that would like to be part of a group that just does field trips and, yeah. and things. I had done that on meetup.com but never really worked out because I just um, I don't know if that's the best format so no, anybody in the area and come that would like to come and do fun things like going mm -hmm. to metaphysical places or uh, more spiritual places perhaps. and have yeah. picnics and mm -hmm. stuff Email me, telepathictv at yahoo.com. You have to make the decision to participate or not. Yeah. Okay. And you may as well make it to participate. Do we have another call or is time to go? So, are um, uh, the classes which we've reviewed, Past Life, the EFT. And Advanced Crystals the following weekend. And that's all we've that's got right. scheduled for the now. And we have our Saturday night is the um, yep. fire ceremony at the new moon. Yeah, I'm just reviewing. And the Sunday would it's be all on the web poem too. reading. Yeah. So come. TV? If you would like to uh, remember com. how to read palms, which is a very profound thing to do. You know what? I, from the time I could ever read palms, never again held a job because I didn't have to. Oh, okay. You know how it's yahoo.com? We ought to start saying telepathictv.com. <laughs> we need a chorus, though. A Come on, guys. Yeah. Telepathictv.com. Nobody's com. participating. Dot com. They're participating at home, aren't you? I knew it. Okay. Dot com. Dot com. Telepathic TV. Dot com. Expialidocious. Anyway, um, it was our joy and honor to take you to the door tonight. How many minutes do we have? Here's a card for everyone. It's called silence. Oh, silence. Rest. Meditate. Get into your dreams. That's basically what we're saying. We really have to become mm -hmm. more aware of self and 
if you're tired of doing it, stop doing it. It really is that simple. Might this I, means the show's over. This I, is. I, I, they keep saying it's over, but I still see us up on the screen here. Three, two, two one. one. Roll bye. the credits. Okay.